Welcome to another episode of Collector's Quest. This is side quest number three. I'm your host, Johnny, and it's me rolling solo today. And I'm going to talk to you about my experience collecting PlayStation 1 and finishing that set and how I actually closed out that set with the last 77 games. So I'm going to go into that. I've, I've made some basic charts and graphs that I want to cover. I know this is like going to be pretty numbersy. So if this isn't your thing, I totally get it. And kind of the point of these side quests, I know I had Tyler do one. I had Stefan do one. One, not just to fill content while Tyler was gone. But if we ever did a Patreon, not that now is the time to be asking for things like this. So we're not going to continue that. But if we did, these would be the type of like one-offs that we might give as content. So I, w I debated some other things I was going to do too. So I, I was going to do a So You Want to Collect Shrek episode because I bought a bunch of Shrek games and I thought it would be fun to talk about those. But I just finished PS1 and I thought this might be more insightful for everyone just to see how long I've been collecting PS1, like what all my caveats were, how long it took me to get to the end, what the money I paid for because I have that all documented. And I don't necessarily want to get into that in a show. Of course, we're going to do the So You Want to Collect PlayStation episode. But that'll be different. That'll talk to you about how to collect for PlayStation. Some of it might be a little redundant, but this is going to be more what my experience was. So uh, I guess, since it's just me, I'm going to jump in. Let's talk to you about first how many games are there. It's a big set. There's 1,285 games, or 1,284, or 1,287, or 88, depending on you count. Every time there's a set, there's these... There's these nuances to, oh, well, you don't count this, or do you count this? With PlayStation, it's no different. Like I said, I don't really want to get into all that, but my list came out at 1285, and I, I'm actually willing to probably adjust that up to like 1287, just due to some naming conventions, but that's really it. And as far as all the numbers I'm going to talk about, I'm going to be talking about average purchase prices, the average value of the games now, how long, and where I bought them. So jumping right in, the first thing I, I want to say is my total collection of PlayStation games, and this includes a bunch of variants right now and, and some greatest hits, I have 1,370 PlayStation games. And that, the purchase price there, I spent $10,000, you know, and some change. But really the 10K is the big number there, which is a lot of money. But I will say this is a unique set for me because I've been buying PlayStation games and building this set essentially since it was live. I have a, a list called my original 22. There used to be 23, and I'll kind of talk about that in a second. But there, I have these 22 games that I've had since I bought them in stores. And I said I listed all as Best Buy, but one or two of them may have actually been a GameStop here or there. But mostly all these games were bought from Best Buy. And this is just where I was buying PlayStation games at the time when it was the current generation console. So again, 1,370 games, $10,000. The estimated value is about $20,000 for that, a little over. Uh, and not all these games have values in there. It's because I need to go through and manually put some in. What my database does is it connects to video game price charting, and it looks for a price, but if the names aren't exactly lined up, then it puts a, a null symbol in there for value. So I've got somewhere it's missing value. 
Anyways, the average purchase price per game worked out to $7. And then the average value is about $15. That makes sense. 10000 and 20000 value. Yeah, so we got a little more than double, you know, my return. So like 100% return on uh, whatever I bought in at. So the, the first thing I want to do is we talk about where do you get games? Everyone says, oh, everyone just buys everything off eBay. And I'm a big eBay advocate. But an interesting note, I bought 750 of the games from physical locations. That means I went to a store or a convention and I was buying those in person. These were not online purchases. So 620 of them. So 750 were physical, 620 are online. And obviously the purchase prices here differ. So physically, uh, in purchase in person, I spent three thousand seven hundred dollars versus a value of eight thousand dollars. So that that's better than the than the average for the whole set, right? So in person, I was getting much better deals at stores or finding deals out in the wild, and that makes sense. Versus online, where I bought only six hundred and twenty games only, and that was six thousand four hundred and forty-seven dollars. Versus a value of $11,744. So with the physical games, average purchase price was $5. Online games, average purchase price was 10 And then those values are roughly doubled for what the value coming out of them. And that will pretty much stay consistent. And another interesting thing to talk about is where these games were purchased. So I, I broke them up into little segments and I can... I can dive deeper into these segments. There's a little hierarchy I built. But local game stores. So local game stores to me are... Uh, I've got a little game store here in Simi Valley called Game Exchange. And I've been shopping there for years and years and years. Not that I bought too much stuff from them. In fact, only nine games over the course of this whole time. Since, you know, 2000, basically. I've been buying PlayStation games and only nine of them came from Game Exchange, so that's kind of sad. But we have other big local stores here. Game Dude, Frankenstein's like a local convention. Plus we have Lost Levels is a place I've talked about a lot. So local stores. I got 514 of my games from local stores versus eBay, which is 289. So of this set of over 1,000 games, you know, just 1,285 games, only... 289 came from eBay, and I feel pretty good about that. So, local game stores, 514. eBay, 289. SoCal conventions, 202. Online groups like uh, Facebook Marketplace, Instagram, Nintendo Age, Sega Age, Video Game Sage, forums like that, 147. You know, Portland Retro Gaming, I keep as its own thing, 41. Big box stores, so only 29 of my games came from big box stores, meaning GameStop, Best Buy, Targets, things like that. Online video game stores, 27. Then that's like trading games mostly. And then I've got some other retailers I didn't know how to classify yet, um, like Amazon, uh, which only six of these games came from Amazon. So I didn't buy a lot from Amazon. Obviously, the best value I was getting was conventions. Average purchase price was $3.00. And the value is $12. So that's a a four times return. That's if you're looking for deals, conventions, buying in bulk. And that's like a lot of when I get my bulk games, you find a a guy who's got a ton and he's trying to just get out from. And those are the people I would target. So $3 versus $12 in return. And that 
it was 202 games. So it wasn't like an insignificant number of games either. And then, you know, local marketplaces where you really find some steals. I mean, the value is tremendous. $3 versus $17. But the that's all like hit and miss stuff. And that's like usually someone messed up their pricing or had a game listed too low or something. And I was swooping in. Local game stores is like right on par with everything else. Average purchase price, $5. The average value is $10. The money, though, was spent, um, most of my money, even though it was only 289 games, was spent on eBay. So I spent 3800 on eBay. Local game stores, about $2,500. Uh, online groups, about 1500 Conventions, 700 Even though I got 202 games or only 700 versus like 289 games at eBay, and it's 3800 But again... At conventions, I'm mostly buying bulk. And eBay, those are targeted purchases of some of the rarer or harder to find games, you know, or the more desired ones that just aren't coming up all the time. I've got this whole graph up that I'll let, I can give a link to. It's not beautiful. I didn't like spend a bunch of time nailing this and making this a beautiful dashboard, but I've got it in Tableau Public. And that means all of you can take a look at it if you want to see it. So here's, uh, I just want to talk about the years that I was purchasing stuff. And, you know, again, it, it started in like 2000 X, we'll call it, um, because that's when I was just, when PlayStation was live, I called it just 2004 as like a, a source point because that's when I started collecting. And these 22 games I added to the collection and their purchase price was $540 with an average purchase price of like $25. And the value return is only like $35 or so. Uh, when I was purchasing them live and new, I was not getting a great return. Uh, obviously, that's, you know, no one is shocked by that. But let's talk about the years I bought the most. So since I started collecting in 2004, all the way up till 2020, when I eventually finished this set, the hardest year I went at it, and there's the year I decided I was finishing the set. So that's, that's how this happens. 2017 sees me getting 476 games. Then 2018, 220, 2019, 165, and then 2020, just feeling like I had to get it over 141 games. Before that, my biggest year was 2012, and I just went off and made a bunch of purchases there and said, you know, I'm I'm gonna buy some PlayStation games, and I bought 111. But that is, you know, really an outlier in all these other years because before that, the biggest is 79, and that's in 2008. So that's when I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to get all these PlayStation RPGs and other PlayStation games I'd liked or played. So that's like 2008 when I uh, started to ramp up my collecting. Because 2004, I'm just kind of messing around. I am buying games I like. I'm not like a true collector yet. I don't have my head in. 2008, I'm like all in on collecting video games. I said, all right, I'm making sure I get everything I beat, everything I like, things I think are cool. So you see in 2008, I get these 79 games. But then it, you know, it, it's a slow drip after that, after like that 2012 where I get a, you know, a hundred games and then I go into 2013 and what do I buy? Nine, you know, the year before that, 2011, 10 games, 2010, 10 games, 2015, 16 games. There's just not, there's not a lot. 2016 sees a, a slight uptick with like 40 uh, you know, in 2009, saw 44. So 2008, 2009, I was really pushing. But then I, I just lag off until 2012. Big surge. And then nothing again until 2017. And we get this 476 games. 
So well, then it becomes, you know, just a, a big number all of a sudden. That's what happens there. 2018, 2019, good stuff is going on. Let's talk about the original 22. Uh, I'm going to talk about these and then I'll actually talk about the last 77 games I had that I closed out the game because I played a little game with myself there that I'll get into in a minute as I was actually finishing the set. But this is where it started. These first 22 games that I bought, these were my players' copies, and I, I don't think I'll need to read all of them, but I'll, I'll give you some highlights. Uh, Final Fantasy, all the Final Fantasies, 7, 8, 9, Origins, Anthologies, Chronicles, they're all there. And they're all bought at like 40 and between 25 and $40, depending on the title. Dragon Warrior 7 is there, Legend of Mana, Castlevania, Sukaden, Parasite Eve, Valkyrie Profile, Breath of the Fire 3, Ogre Battle, Silent Hill, Tarenko the Last Hope, Vandal Hearts. These are them. And the interesting thing about Ogre Battle is uh, this was an instant moment of uh, when I hated GameStop. It's a. Ogre Battle holds a, a game that I'm like only pretty medium on, actually, and what led to this. I had this game sitting around, a couple other like titles, like sports titles some friends had given me, and I was like, ah, I'm just going to trade these in. I was not a collector then. I'm just like a solid gamer. I just game. I'm like, you know, I want this game Onimusha for the PlayStation 2, and I, I could trade some of these in, and I could get that. And I got this Ogre Battle sitting around. They say, bring in your games that are sitting around. So I'll do it, no problem. Ogre Battle, and I get like $5 for it, and I just, something inside of me is just kind of revolting at the idea of $5 for the game. I was like, God, I this feels real bad, and I, I don't get enough, and I still got to put like $20 to get Onamusha, and it did not feel good, and I felt an extreme distaste, and in fact, I brought Onimusha home and I went to play it because back then you could immediately play a game. You just got home and you popped it in and there wasn't like a 44 hour install and like, a, you know, you didn't have to patch it in the newest version and then download a day one patch. You just put games in and they worked. It was a uh, good times, but I did have a wired controller. So I had to like sit relatively close and it was like a 36 inch uh, TV. So relatively small by today's standards and gigantic by back then standards, especially for uh you know, a CRT. Anyways, I had this gross feeling over me and I don't even want to play Onimusha. I'm like kind of mad at it now. I just couldn't do it. So the next day I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back to GameStop and just see if I can, I'll just pay them the $5 and I'll just get my game back. They are not letting me get the game back. I go in there. I'm like, you know, guys, I just don't feel good. I, I bring the game back with me. I'm like, I'll return it. The whole trade pile, whatever I need to do. Even if I need to keep the other games too, that's fine. But I don't feel good about this transaction. They would not let me do it. Felt super gross. So then I went immediately on eBay and I bought another one. And I think I spent $18 on I don't think I spent $18. I know I spent $18 because I, I kept a record of it. So yeah, that was a lesson for me. Uh, one, to hate GameStop just because it felt so gross. And then the way they treated me after when I wanted to get it back. Because I, I did this like late in the day and then was there first thing in the morning the next day and they were just really scummy and the manager was really scummy so I was I've forever been out on GameStop and then as I've learned you know confirmation bias built in there as I've gone along all the shitty things that that happens because of GameStops you know it is 
built built on top of this snowballed into this much bigger dislike of GameStop and the type of organization they are. Anyways, so um, those were the original 22 games. They are they exactly the type of games I like to play, obviously. You could see exactly who I was as a gamer in those moments. Still games I love in there. Dragon Warrior 7, Castlevania. Castlevania is probably my favorite you know, PS1 game. And, you know, Chrono Cross is right up there with it. But the return on these, if you're looking at Johnny the Game Collector and, like, looking at value. So I'm spending $45 on games that have a value of, like, $10. So I'm, like, got a negative 77% equity there. There's only a few games that saw any returns. Like, Valkyrie Profile was one, which saw some return. Parasite Eve. uh, The Breath of Fires went up because I found those kind of discounted. Aside from that, like, not really much going on. These were, like, not not good investments purchases. I'll talk real quick about top 10 purchase price games. The most I, I paid for games is what I wanted to talk about. Most I paid for a game, and this is very unique to PlayStation for me, and maybe, like, Xbox and Wii. I didn't really pay over $100 very many times. Most other sets, even sets that are of comparable values for whole sets, like Turbo Graphics and Super Nintendo, there's like a few games where it's like not only did I spend over a hundred dollars, I spent over a thousand dollars. In some cases, over two thousand dollars. There's nothing like that on PS for me. Part of that is being lucky, you know, being in a little bit early as I've been collecting for so long. But there's not super big hitters. There's some stuff I could go get now that are variants that would kill my wallet. But I, there's no real wallet slayers for me in this one. No, and there's no still. There's a group of games, and we'll go over them when we do the So You Want to Collect PlayStation, that are like the expensive titles. And there's like a pretty wide swath at that top, but that top isn't super bloated. There's not like many $1,000, or there's no $1,000 games in there. No $500 games in there. Kind of lucky in PlayStation in that. The, the hurdle with PlayStation is truly the size of the library and the, the depth of it, you know, and how uncharted the middle is. And there's a lot of little caveats to collecting PlayStation which made it very interesting for me, especially down the end. I learned a lot just closing out this set. The most I paid was recently, and this is not uh, not a necessary purchase. This is a variant, so let's get that right out. And it was for Doom, and it was Doom, the jewel case variant. So there's many variants for PlayStation. One of the interesting caveats, first prints, first editions aren't the most expensive games here. You'd think the long box games, but, yeah, but there's jewel case variants of those which have a lower print run which has everybody hot and bothered. So those are really the expensive ones there. So Doom, I paid $110 for. Uh, thanks, CRW2. Chris, he's the one who alerted me to that on Instagram, so I took advantage of that, and I thought that was like a fair deal for that. So that was just this year that I did that. Before that, it wasn't. Um, it was 2017. I paid $100 for The Adventures of Lomax. 2016, Thunder Force, I paid 90 Psychic Force, back in the day, 2017, I paid $85. I got that from Tyler Plurden, I believe. So, you know, if you guys know who he is when he was selling out his stuff, I bought some stuff from him. In the hunt, uh, you know, I paid I paid $75 for the jewel case variant in 2019, so last year. But before that, for the long box version back in 2012, I paid $8. So you can see not a, not a good value proposition there, rebuying that. Hurting my value a little bit, especially just for a variant. Pink Panther was like an $80 game. Uh, Brigadine, X-Men Children of the Atom, 
Silent Bomber and Elemental Gearbolt were all like $70 games. And most of those are more valuable than what I paid, but not tremendously so, especially since most of this is in that like 2017 and on range when I was completing the set. Most of these are were just like kind of expensive games and PlayStation hasn't really spiked. And with everything going on in gaming right now and in the marketplace being in flux, I could I could take a hit there, and that's fine. Um, long run, I think I'll I'll be okay. But that was those were the the top ten most expensive games I uh, I purchased. So kind of an interesting look through PS One. Uh, and again, I still think the most interesting thing is that I bought more games in person than I did online, and more games locally than I did on eBay. So um, that was pretty cool because a lot of times, you know, eBay just I still think eBay is your best option most of the time. Um, that's just true. But for large lots, we've talked about conventions, so still look into that. All right, now is the part I, I kind of really wanted to talk to you guys about, and that was closing out this set because there was a lot of interesting things that happened to close out this set. And I, I was talking to you guys about the, you know, the 77. Well, this isn't the 77 or the 22 original games. Now, this is the 77 that I was closing out the set. And I'm not going to go into too much like all 77 titles or anything. But I'll tell you, the range of games were, you know, common, like dirt common, kind of expensive. Because I had mostly targeted, you know, with PlayStation, the stuff that's in demand is still the stuff people want to play. And I had already kind of targeted that stuff previously. So I wasn't looking for too much of it. But... I had this target, 77 games. What I did, I made this decision, and this was, gosh, what was this? Back on, I think, January, end of January. And I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to go get the PlayStation set. And I'm going to do it by April. I want to be done with it. And here we are, coming right in on April. By the time you hear this, it will be April. I said, I'm done. I just want to be done with this set and move on because I got distracted by Turbo while I was doing it. I got distracted by European Super Nintendo stuff. I, I've been distracted multiple times. Game Boy and GBA is taking more money than it was going to take me to cl- complete this set for sure. So I, I, I went in. I said, I'm doing it. How much would it cost me if I went eBay right now and just hit buy it now on the cheapest versions? And this wasn't looking at condition. This wasn't looking at the average value. This is literally me going, this is the cheapest one on eBay. If I bought it right now, that was complete. How much would it cost me? And that value, or that value, that cost was $1,700. That was like an immediate, and that was an average value of those 77 games at around $2,175. And I said, hmm, do I want to do this right now and spend $1,700? Or do I think I can do a little better by hunting around, by choosing alternate sources, checking local game stores a little bit, you know, going to Game Dude, hitting up Instagram? Can I do better? that and I said yeah I think I can so I'll make it a game I'm gonna target uh I'm gonna target 20% off of this and the the real total was 1675 I was just rounding up and then 1340 was my target number $1,300 and I said okay that's 20% off I can do 20% better than the values I see here I can do that I think if with a little bit of work you know I think it's worth my time to save 20% and also I mean, it probably wasn't the amount of time I invested into this process and looking through things, but I enjoy it 
Therefore, it was worth it to me. It wasn't just strictly working. I enjoy going over stuff like this, and then it gives me something to talk to you guys about. So, hey, cool. Worth the time, though. Technically worth my time. No, if I just worked the hours I'd done this, I would or like taken an odd job mowing lawns or something. Probably financially would have been better than the time I invested here uh, versus my savings. So I said 20% off. That gets it at 1340. That brings the average value down to about $17.40. Cool. And then I said, hmm, well, I think I can get there. But then let's put another, let's put, well, we call it Christmas land, magical Christmas land. Could I get them for 40% off with, with more effort? So I'll knock another 20% off. And I did not think I would get there. I just wanted to know how close to magical Christmas land I could get. So I said, what if I only spent $1,000? And each game came in at $13, and that's, you know, 40% off of that $16.75. Cool. Could I do that? I don't know. Let, let's try. And so I did. And, like, I'll, I'll give you some... I want to give you a breakout real quick before I tell you what I actually did here. In games in the $40 and up range, there was only seven of them, and only one, like, really high, and it was, like, $80. And that was... Dragon Seeds was listed as, you know, $80 right then, but there was more that came in. And I, I wound up doing better than that on Dragon Seeds. I wound up doing like $55. But for whatever reason, at that time, there was only like three copies up and they were all $80. And then the bottom shift, so that was, there was seven of this over 40 and then under $10, like $9 and below, there was eight, right? So there was eight of those in that 10 to 20 range. There was 36 in that 20 to 30 range. There was 18 in that 30 to 40 range. There was eight games. So that's the spread. You know, that's what we're really looking at. So you can see most of the games are in this 10 to 20 range. You know, it's, it's, they're middling titles. They're not dirt common. They're not super uncommon. They're like, if, if, if common is a scale of like one to four and uncommon is, uh, you know, five to seven and, you know, eight to 10 is rare. These are like fours. And fives. This is mostly what I'm dealing with. Three, fours, and fives is like the range here. Not too bad. And uh, here's what actually happened. I wound up spending $1,179. And it's funny how the math worked out. I didn't fudge these numbers or anything. My average cost was $1,531 versus that immediate $2,175. And my target, $1,740. So I did better than that. It was 70%. So I don't know how I, I got it to work out to be a 70% number, but I didn't hit Christmas land, which was 60% off that immediate number. But I did hit a pretty good actual of saving 30% by putting in some work. So there it was, you know, 77 games out the door. You know, $1,179 is what it rang up as, which was pretty good. I was really happy to kind of go through that process. It was a good time just closing out that. And I, you know, like I said, went from like the end of January, had games coming in all the way up until like March 25th. That that's how it went. And then big shout out to Trading Games because they really helped me knock out the last like twenty of them in one big go, or I may not have made it, or may have been forced to make worse purchases online if I wanted to finish it in my time frame because that was the other constraint was this time. They like and they were mostly like pretty good deals too. They were like pretty much at my target number, not at my actual, but at like that twenty percent off what I was gonna find on eBay, and then all shipping from one person. And then the security of knowing the quality of the stuff I was getting. Like, there's a lot of good things to be said for that. Anyways, that's what happened. That was PlayStation collecting for me. You know, it was a 
it was a long haul. It was an interesting set to have, like, the whole time. That's the other thing. I've been adult, and <laughs> I've been an adult by <laughs> legal definition anyways, 18 or older, through the whole life cycle of the PlayStation, pretty much. Um, you know, I turned 18 in 1996. I'm an old, I'm an older guy, right? So I've had these, these PlayStation games since roughly, I started buying like the RPGs, um, 99, 2000. And I, I've had them since like pretty much when Final Fantasy seven came out was when I jumped on the PlayStation train and I carried those in the military. And while I was in the military, I was buying these games and it was, so it was interesting to be an adult, have these like games and then come in and still have them be in the collection. Not because this isn't nostalgia from being a kid. This is like, I'm a, I'm a grown man. They're still here. These games are still with me. Minus that one ogre battle, which I instantly, instantly regretted and replaced. Yeah, that's, it was just kind of a different experience going through PlayStation. And I said this online, I found this more enjoyable than slogging through Xbox, maybe because I do have maybe more nostalgia built in. Even though I wasn't a kid, I just feel more for this. Uh, than I did the other stuff. And I, I think PlayStation stuff is a little easier to look at. Also, it matches in like the Super Nintendo wall. And I thought that came out all really nice anyways. Yeah, guys, that was PlayStation. I'm not going to go over what I was buying because what I was buying was what I just talked about. What, I was, what I'm playing uh, right now, even though I just, you know, talked about Xbox not being as enjoyable. I'm playing KOTOR right now, Knights of the Old Republic. And a little bit of Mystic Bell still. I'm about to beat that. So that's what I've been doing. Hope you guys are staying safe and everyone's, you know, doing well out there. And that this isn't hitting anyone too hard. I know it's going to hit some of your loved ones. You know, people you're close to, friends, family. And not just in the sickness and just like with the economy. So I hope everyone stays safe and stays sane. Be well. Try to remember it's tough for everyone and try to be well to each other. Like... Careful on Facebook when you see something snarky on there for those people who are still on Facebook or Instagram or any social form you're on. It, it's real easy to get to get snappy or shitty, especially when you've been cooped up and uh, you need that you need those interactions. Remember, everyone's going through it. That's it. Good night, everybody. Stay well. Bye.